Hot diggity dog. Man, two weeks in heaven. I think that's what you call this, right? Is that the name of the game? I don't just, I'm really here to hype up Chris while we got him. Uh, Speaking of time domain. <laughs> yeah. What's happening? Where are we? Where are, Where are we? Are we? Uh, <laughs> it's been a crazy stupid. week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what you been doing in the meantime Happened in that a flash, we haven't seen it? you? Oh, man. Yeah, it, it feels like it's just flown by. I'm telling you. Yeah. It feels like we were just here. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks crazy. Mm. Anyway. Uh, Enough of that, <laughs> I think is what everybody's saying. Uh, My question is, oh, when people yeah. start the episode, are they just immediately start hitting that 15? <laughs> yeah. I guarantee Steven Soller is like spamming. <laughs> he he, he, ha- he has it on, uh, he has a, the little fast forward thing on 2X yeah. right now, yep. for sure. Yeah. You All know right. what would be great if uh, someone invented a, uh, a, a podcast filter where it recognized which person was talking. It's a dynamic speed up kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Nah, I, don't, I don't care about this guy. Oh, Gladwell. Yeah, yeah. Slow down. Apple's yeah. working on that. Gladwell's like 0.5 speed. Oh, my goodness. But I don't care is the thing. Speaking of 0.5 speed, uh, aerobic. Let's talk about Tim Bell. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Wait, are we going physical or mental speed? That could be a whole series. <laughs> Let's talk about Tim Bell. Tim Bell was saying he wants to be on the podcast the other day. I well, 100% I support this. Are okay. I don't know because all we would hear for about 40 minutes is, here's the deal. That's what we'll call the podcast. Here's, here's the deal. The deal. <laughs> Brought to you by Tim Bell and Cisco. <laughs> so, Tim, what deal do we have today? Here's the deal. <laughs> It's 12 o'clock. Where are my corn nuggets? <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. You know, it's interesting when you stumble into a really fantastic idea, and that's what just happened. Hopefully, Hunter listens to this and feels the same way we do. Yes. Speaking of fantastic ideas, oh, we're back talking about this interesting topic that affects all of us inside of CrossFit, the energy systems, the three dominant energy systems, which is a pretty complex topic. Yeah. We found that out. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris was kind of shining a light on different things that we experience as we go through Coyote Fitness. There's There are a lot of intricacies here as far as like what your body can handle, what you've been training for. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, probably a whole a, a different conversation. Yep. We have a lot of athletes that would come in and, and they've been training for a marathon and then they wonder why, you know, 95 pound thrusters just destroys them, yeah. you know. Well, there's a reason that you've been training particular systems for a while. And then, you you know, with the programming inside of Coyote, especially, it is very broad in, in, in its scope. So right. let's dive in, if we can, just a, a little bit more into the athlete's experience and maybe some pitfalls that you see of people, uh, they get into these workouts. We've talked a little bit about, about approach, but mm-hmm. as they're going through workouts, they start pulling from particular energy systems. They're dominant on those and the mistakes that they make. Does that yeah. question make sense? Sure. You know, like, man, this, you, cause you see, you're observing the class. That person's made a big mistake. Number one mistake we would say probably, let's get this out of the way, is coming out hot. You yeah. know, you have some sort of buy in and the athlete wants to be a hero and be the first person off the rower or the first person back in the, the box from the stop sign at that 400. So that's a pretty common mistake, but there, yeah. there are other ones probably that show up as the workout is progressing that you want to just probably call time out <laughs> to, and tell the person, let me instruct you here before you continue. Yeah. So yeah, the, uh, the whole, uh, the whole coming out too hot thing. And, um, you can use that, that 400 meter run at the beginning of the workout for an example, if you know, you've got, it's a longer workout at 20 minutes 
you know, I would say run that run that 400 as if you are going to run for 20 straight minutes. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. That's the kind of a, that's the kind of approach that, that you want to have. Um, if anything, you, you would uh, in a workout like that, you want to err on the side of maybe almost feeling like you're running. You're not running fast enough. Yeah. Okay. Like Lee, you've got to leave a little bit in the tank on the front end in order to spread that effort out and have sustained effort across that entire uh, that entire time frame, however long it is. Yeah. So what happens mostly for us in the class, though, is that we get to a certain point in the workout and something surprises us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's programmed that way. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not just Dave Castro that, that programs surprises. You know, yeah. On paper, you think, well, this will be okay. I'll do that and this. And then you get in there and you start doing um, like heavy cleans or maybe even moderate cleans. I think you would probably say this is another mistake people make too is uh, they assume that they can lift heavier during these Metcons than they actually can, yeah. uh, which leads to can lead to injury if you do that too much. Uh, but it, dialing that in is a little bit more difficult than than we imagine, don't you think? Yeah, sure. And yeah, you know, this this kind of goes back to the being always being in the constant mixture of those uh, of those energy systems. You know, like if you if you run and we and you come back in and you do some uh, you do some power cleans, your heart rate is already elevated. If you think and uh, that power clean on any other day would be a very very light movement. You know, it's still you're you have to produce a lot of force to move that weight from the ground uh, to your shoulders. And you have to produce even more force to catch it, stand up with it and then put it back down. So as soon as that bar comes off your shoulders, that heart rate spikes up again. Mm -hmm. And it's going to do that every time you pick the bar up. Yes. These are the things that we need to be thinking about. uh, But most of us or I should just say me and not speak Mm -hmm. for the entire (laughs) Cody fitness community. Uh, But I'm looking at the screen and I'm like. Oh, a shoulder overhead 115. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not looking at the other things like, well, um, I've got to do in this chipper before I get to those 20 reps, I've got to do 30 toe to bar. Yeah. I struggle on that movement. So I'm going to be loading up. I'm going to be uh, contracting my abs. It's going to be a little bit harder to breathe Mm -hmm. during that process. I'm going to panic a little bit mentally before I even get to those 20 reps. So is it obtainable to do 20 at 115? Exactly. You know, um, it's a, it, it's one of my things. It's to me, it's one thing that makes CrossFit training just so amazing. And so, uh, and a, a real, um, a real art just as much of a, uh, of a science is that, you know, you can take somebody who runs a lot or bikes a lot and you can tell them, you know, go, I want you to run, uh, for 20 minutes with your heart rate at 160 or whatever. They know by experience, they've run so much that they know exactly what that is. They can get on the track and they can all, they probably don't even need a heart monitor. They can probably pinpoint exactly when they are at a 160, uh, a 160 heart rate. And they don't even have to think about it. They don't have to think about uh, their running technique or anything like that. It's just a natural thing to them. What I love about CrossFit is it really challenges the body to do that with all movements. You know, you have to know, you have to know what your pace is with 135 power cleans. You have to know what your pace is. If you've, uh, you've just gotten off the rower and now you've got, you're in a chipper and now you've got to go do 50 pull-ups. You have to know your body well enough um, to be able to to be able to know 
how you're feeling when you need to come off the bar. Okay, I need to do. I need to make sure that I I'm doing sets of three here, or I know I can sustain sets of this or that. Um, and that's what what makes it what makes it to me what gives a uh, what gives CrossFit training so much um so much staying power is uh, I mean you're you're essentially you're trying to become a master of your own body and your own movement. Yeah, boy, that's this is something that if we could all lock in on, it would help us do what this podcast talks about so often, and that's make ourselves our primary competitor. Yeah. Uh, because if you dip into looking at other athletes, there are so, look at the factors we've talked about in the past few minutes. There's so many other factors going on with that other human being yeah. that do not parallel you. Absolutely. So this is why it's possible when you uh, step on that in body, and you, you may be finishing middle to bottom of the pack on sugar wad, but your in body shows incredible results because your body is doing something different than the other person's body is doing. Yeah. You know? I mean, we're all on a fitness journey, but we're all traveling it a little bit different. The same stimulus, but our body is responding to it a little bit in different ways. And some people have to fight through things. Your body's working harder to do that. Other people have maybe gone through that phase already. Right. And uh, they've progressed a little bit beyond that. But everybody has to go through it. I haven't seen it, and I'm sure you haven't either, in, in my years of CrossFit, somebody who just walks in and is brilliant at this, who was like mm. couch to 5K before they got there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know? man. Like, uh, I mean, I've been, I've been training CrossFit exclusively for 12 years now, close to it, and, um, you know, dabbled in it a little bit here and there in, uh, in college. And, uh, I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm still, still working to, uh, working to get better. Still, I still have holes to fill and stuff like that. And, um, still trying to, uh, it, it wasn't until the last probably five years though, that I finally, I finally understood the concept of taking one. I want to take every movement, um, no matter what it is, I want to get as many, as many tools in my toolbox as possible and be just as efficient with them as make, make it feel just as easy as if I'm going to go jog for 20 minutes. That's a hard balance to strike. Isn't it, it is. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a very, uh, it's, um, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a very tough goal, very right. lofty goal, but let's, let's do this. I want to, I want to prompt you with some words and you just give some feedback as to how these words tie into this energy system conversation we're having, okay. which feels like we should probably have more of, uh, at a, at a lengthy period of time. Uh, so let's talk about this first word efficiency. How does efficiency affect these energy systems? The more, uh, the more efficient you, uh, the more efficient your movement is the, uh, the less uh, the less energy you are actually going to use performing that uh, performing that movement. So, let's take rowing. Rowing is an excellent example. It, you it, when you watch somebody who is a very efficient rower, they don't look like they're going extremely hard. That is so frustrating. Um, they do not look like they they do not look like they are expressing a lot of power. But then you go no look, chain getting yeah, all over the place exactly. And, <laughs> but then you go look at their monitor. And that, and you know, and that thing is up at uh, you know, eighteen hundred, uh, two thousand, uh, two thousand calories an hour. Who's the best rower at Cody? Mm. Ooh, it, uh, that depends. I, we would probably how get long, in a lot of trouble. Far. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if yeah. speed off of the rower, there are actually a couple of athletes that could fall into that category. But if you threw them into a marathon, things would change. Yeah. So the the row the row and the bike actually 
really make people pay the the person who's going to win the 500 meter row at our gym is not going to win the 5k row right i'll tell you that yeah. right now yeah so best rower that's a difficult question to answer yeah. i mean i've got i can i can probably give you a top three in yeah. my in my head but i mean i'd be in it so let's not that would yeah distract so all i mean that, it's so. really a top two <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, then we but, could talk about strategies to try to mm -hmm. to try to trick yourself yeah. into getting better at those things, but but uh, the, the the efficiency piece doesn't just apply to rowing. That still that applies to all movements from running to thrusters to power cleans. The more efficient the more efficient you can make your uh, your movement, um, the uh, the less energy you're going to spend and the more power you can put out over a longer period of time. Absolutely. So I think this is cracking the code for a couple of things for us from an athlete perspective. This is why you guys as coaches are talking consistently about hitting power position. Yes. Because if you're not hitting power position, you are working way too hard to get that bar up to your front rack. You got it. You know, additionally, if you don't have you're, a front you're rack. You're working harder than you should. Harder than you should. Yeah. If you don't have a front rack and you have to do 50 thrusters in a workout, the guy or girl who's hitting that front rack and has better elbow positioning, it's a lot easier for them, yep. you know? So the heart rate's not going to spike. So a lot of the stuff that you guys are giving us as cues for form are to increase our efficiency to help us work harder longer, yeah. you know, over the, over the long term, which is going to be better for our fitness, mm -hmm. right? So it isn't just, hey, we want everyone to look like they know what they're doing. Yep. <laughs> there's, there's an idea behind this. Efficiency's a big deal. And then you have to dial in efficiencies for you as an athlete based on the workout, which ties back into the first part of our conversation. All right, next word, cumulative, cumulative. Ooh, get, give me some context. Use it in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Language of origin, please. Um, so over the course of, we always say that you want to train uh, more days than you're resting. There's a balance there. Mm -hmm. So over the course of, let's give it the, the general, over the course of four days of training, you're training four, resting three. You're training these energy systems. Is there a difference between how you're attacking that energy system on Monday and how you're attacking it on Friday or Thursday workout? Sure. So, uh, the uh, if you're all if you're already just you know you're completely spent going into the workout, you've had a really tough, uh, really tough uh, three days of training and you go in on you you go in on your fourth day and maybe you haven't gotten any sleep kids have kept you up blah 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 blah. you've you've got a lot uh, you got a lot on your plate and then you go in and we're going to you know we're doing a uh, uh we're doing a heavy double front squat starting off uh starting off the workout you would be you should probably expect to maybe be a little bit under um what sugar wad says you should be at. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't let it be the dictator. Yeah. You say that the body interprets stress as stress. Mm -hmm. So it could be that the programming, and sometimes we're in these cycles where the program is just really difficult for a week because we're preparing yeah. for something like Murph or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but it could be that the training, all the workouts just hit in your wheelhouse and everything's fine, but you have big decisions yeah. you're trying to make it work or family issues so you've got to adjust as you're coming into the gym. You got to know yeah. where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you, we could, we could segment your training and say, we are always going to do, uh, a really heavy back squat and uh, sprints on the rower on Monday because they're coming off the weekend. They're going to be rested and they can give the effort. We could segment your training like that. Unfortunately, life is not segmented. 
And sometimes, well and sometimes said. you've got to be able to, you got to be able to do tough things when you're tired. All right, last one, and then we got. I want to get some just kind of general overall advice from you, which is incredibly valuable because you, as a coach, often running these classes every hour on the hour, we just don't have time to hear this kind of advice mm -hmm. from you. So this, this is so good. Uh, the last one I think is going to play off the first one, but I'm just wondering if there's a difference based on what's required to do the work. How does your level of strength impact these energy systems? Oh, that is a really good question. So you're, uh, you look at, you look at those three. Okay. The more, the more efficient that you can make your, uh, that you can make the gains system and the sustain system actually will increase your ability to put power out in that pain system. Let's take Fran for an example. Okay, 21-15-9, thruster pull-up. We do not have to come into the gym and do Fran three times a week to get you better at Fran. Will it make you uh, better at Fran? Sure, probably, you know, a little bit. Um, but uh, instead, <laughs> <laughs> what, if we, what if we increased your... Um, your strength in a squat and press and then we increase your ability to uh to breathe and use oxygen at uh at higher intensities and then we just we don't even we don't even do a thruster and a pull up together in a workout for three months and we just focus on getting stronger and and getting more aerobically fit we come back and do fran again i guarantee you will be better without even having to do the same workout again yeah, that's what surprises people is like I haven't yeah. trained specifically for or man, we haven't done bench, bench press in mm -hmm. none of that stuff really matters that right. much when it comes to your overall fitness. Yeah. You're looking at uh, if you've got a much, uh, much larger max on your strict press yeah. and your VO2 max has increased over time yeah. for all sorts of reasons, then you're going to be better at friend. Yeah, like, exactly. And uh and I'll and I'll say this I'll say this too the the good news for um uh general uh, you know general population people that are people that are just that are wanting to be fit they want to live long and prosper you do not have to do yeah just like Chase <laughs> uh, you do not have to get into the pain cave all that often I would say over the course of ten workouts let's say two weeks. Maybe maybe you dip into that twice. The pri the 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 law, but that's why we don't do a whole lot of five minute and under workouts. Most of our most of our workouts are either going to be we're doing either strength, be it with a barbell or with body weight doing gymnastics, or we're spending uh, most you know if you average all of our workouts they're gonna uh, the time frame in them they're gonna be eight to ten minutes. You're so you're aerobic at that point most of your training should be uh should be getting stronger and getting more aerobically fit and then every now and again you dip back into that uh if you're at, into that into that pain cave if you're in the pain cave every day you're not going to be able to keep training it's just not sustainable so this begs the question and unfortunately we got to like start to wrap this up but it, it does make me curious what's the advantage of the pain cave uh one it's just uh it helps to uh it helps give you more more balance to your uh, you know, to your metabolism. It teaches the body to utilize glycogen as a fuel better. And now, just for for me, 
for me personally, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just a crazy person. It's a, <laughs> but it, to me, that it's just something you have to, you have to, te- you have to teach the mind to be able to deal with high levels of stress and, and, uh, high levels of less or higher levels of, let's call it physical pain. Let's call it what it is. I think that is a, I think that is a trait that, uh, people, uh, that people shy away from, which is why everybody's going to either be on one end of the spectrum or the other. Nobody just goes out there and runs 800 meters as fast as they can every day for, for, a, for a fitness <laughs> regimen. be ready for whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. But yes, I mean, you said it being a, you need to be ready for whatever. Yeah. The, the mental part of it, and we've talked a lot about the physiology, what your body's going through, but the mental part of it is pretty big too, because, uh, we talked, we talked about it earlier, but perceived effort is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you go to the pain cave, then you, you realize when you're running that workout that has two 800s in it, like a buy-in or a, you're like, well, I've, I mean, I've heard a lot worse than this. So my perceived effort scale really shifts if I spend uh, an appropriate amount of time mm. in that middle system hitting the pain cave. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm hurting pretty bad as I'm turning around down here to head back going uphill, which was totally but if you, but if you were re- if you were really in the pain cave, you would not be able to turn around and run back. <laughs> That's right. Like I actually can make it back to yes. the door. I'm just, you know, as, as they say in military stuff, you, you're not going to die. Yeah. You're just uncomfortable. Right. You know, I'm yeah. just uncomfortable right now. All right. So for, for the average athlete who's like, man, I'm taking all this in and I'm realizing that my body is, when I'm feeling these different things, according to stimulus, my body's doing different things. You know, what's just a general piece of advice that you would give people that are coming into the gym day in and day out related to this keep your gains work gains work keep your aerobic work aerobic work so what what i mean by that is try your best to avoid um if you uh, let's say you're trying to get a little stronger so you go on to our strength conditioning program and we've got some some additional clean and jerk and some front squat that we want you to do uh for that day don't come in, take the class, and do a 20-minute AMRAP, rest five minutes, and then go do your strength work. Keep If you're going to do strength work, do it first. Do it while you are fresh and feeling good. Okay? Okay. Your, uh, your aerobic work, make sh- if you're going to do aerobic work, make sure it is aerobic. If you are doing 400-meter repeats, you uh, let's say it's six rounds run 400 meters rest two minutes if you know you are that you are staying aerobic if you are either getting the same time you're running it at the same pace every time or you're able to get a little bit faster you either want to be straight across or gradually getting better if you are starting off really really fast and you are dropping you're not aerobic anymore you're just surviving (laughs) It's so interesting how we make choices on those things, though. That, mm-hmm. And we hear that, and I experience this all the time. If I go do that strength work first, so-and-so is going to beat me in the workout. Well, you're the one who wants to get stronger. <laughs> <laughs> very, very well said. All right, solid advice, Chris. Thanks for taking the time to roll through all those things. That was and, fun. Uh, help CrossFit make a little bit more sense. That's what I'm here for. You know what I'm here for? Oh. Coming out hot. Speaking of coming out hot. You know what I'm here for? This conversation <laughs> yeah. that I am actually prepared for yeah. because I know a little bit about this topic. 
Yeah. Which is... Outside the box. Outside the box. Outside the box. That was nasally. None of them are as good as the falsetto. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, that one needs a little work. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Just Thanks, in case Chris. you need it for editing purposes. Outside the box. No, we keep our failures in, too. That's right. Because we're not afraid of our failures. We're not afraid of failing in front of people. Yeah. Clearly. Yes. <laughs> I've gotten pretty good at it. C-segment intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Maybe even an episode. Never mind. It's fine. Okay. So it's um, fine. Anyway, here we go. So what we're talking about today, you actually can explain the best, Chase, because of the, well, I don't know. It would be a close tie. Somehow I've become the keeper of that outside the box topic. Um, and it's just part of it, I guess. But you and Chris are equal aficionados in this particular thing. I, yeah. I, I don't know if I would say equal. I Chris is stout. He's seen a He's seen, seen a lot. A lot of movies, yeah, yeah, he has seen, seen, seen a lot of movies. Yeah. But I I am equal in valuing my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> yes, so this true. should get spicy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what we're doing today is, since we're all fathers here, screw you, Hunter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm kidding. Uh, but not really. Top five movies you can't wait to show your kids, or, or it, your, some of your kids are older. Yeah, I've got a 13-year-old, uh, so... Um, you've already shown your kids. Yep. You, so you don't have to say whether it went well or not. You were just excited to show it to him. Because <laughs> knowing your kid, he may have been like, all right. This is the, yeah. My, all right. My kid is constantly thinking, okay, boomer, over everything I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, even movies. Yeah, that's tough. Yep. All right, boomer. Let's do this. <laughs> Top five movies you can't wait to show your kids. Who wants to go first? Do we have to rank them as my question? Because I no 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 no. Okay, all right. So we're just going to go the rounds and just name one off, or do you want to go all five? Well, so typically our rule is if it's three, then we make the rounds. If it's uh -huh. five, you just say them. You got to power through them. Yeah, I'll go first. Go yeah, for it, because yeah. uh, mine will be the most interesting and will retain listeners. Okay. Uh, all right. So I won't say at the bottom of the list, but I did go north to south here, making the list. So I'll start there. Last one I thought of was. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last That'd Crusade. That'd be south and north. Yes, uh, exactly. Right. Yeah, we're going south and north here. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Really? Incredibly entertaining movie. Yeah. And I think of all of them, it, it's the one that kind of stands the test of time. You know, um, we've we've seen all of them, but, you know, when the guy's face melts or whatever. And you, don't it, th you don't think Temple of Doom is the yeah, one that probably I mean, has the most like, thing? Do you know they did that practically, by the way? They melting actually melted someone's face off? You what? Know, I'm not a real person's face, but they had three different dummies at different stages of melting, and melted all three of them, and then just pieced together Piece, the yeah, scenes. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I have a lot of respect for when it happened. You know, it's kind of like watching Star Wars movies and stuff. You're like, wow, that that probably took a lot of money and yeah. ingenuity. And so you're saying it's better than the Crystal Skull? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Let's forget that ever happened. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, the Indiana Jones deal. That that movie's just so great. You, Sean Connery, and I mean, it's hard to argue with. Anybody speaking any English? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, was that down Periscope? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Next one. I've taken way too long with this. Next one. Gladiator. Gladiator. Oh, good. Good answer. I yeah. picked Gladiator for all kinds of reasons, but. It's it's a great. I'm pulling for this guy for literally the entire movie. Like, oh yeah. E even if all the other stuff is kind of lost on me, I really want this guy to kill that guy. That's yeah. how that works. So glad to hear. All right, next one, which has been uh, viewed in my house multiple times, Major Pain. 
Great, <laughs> great answer. If you're wanting to jump into quoting movies with your kids, there's almost no better movie. I mean, come on. Let's. We, so anyway, did they do the funny. voice when they quote it? Yeah, not very well, but they, you know they try. They're young. They're yeah. giving it a shot. Yeah. Um, Have know. they mastered the laugh yet? <laughs> um, close. Yeah, close. Owen's pretty good at, at mimicking voices. We so. should do a live viewing of Major Pain on the podcast and just react. Yes. <laughs> yes. Great. Now well, we're the, talking. Yeah. Get that fitness content out of here. <laughs> that's what yeah. the people want to see. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right. Although I do, Chris has done the uh, one tubby tubby over lots of my reps inside the box, but that's a, that's a different deal. Um, all right. Next one, we're closing in on it. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. You got to be close. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. So, uh, you know, anybody who's seen it, like that's mm-hmm. just a good, a good movie to remind the younger generation that America is great and was great and did great things uh, and difficult things. So I, I love that. Plus Tom Hanks. I, I love mean, Tom Hanks. Yeah. It's a little, little bit harder to, hard to top his performance. In it. I know he's got a lot of performances. Okay. But that one wow. is really good. Yeah. Yeah. And you can also take the deep dive and that he was <clears throat> pseudo behind the lens for some of the stuff. Right. And kind of planning things out and very opinionated and yeah. all that. So there's a lot to research there that could cause them to research other films they watch later. Uh, number one, at the top of the list, I would say, if I'm talking about kids, we have watched this one also multiple times, Sandlot. Oh, yeah. And that's uh, the, the ultimate father-son movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, anytime something goes over a fence, we start talking about <laughs> that, the Sandlot. That was, a, that was my, one of uh, my dad's favorite movies on our, oh, blo- yeah? on our blockbuster run. He was never upset when I picked Sandlot. <laughs> It was like he he always told me it was like watching his childhood over again. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, it's yeah. so good, so much baked in. So that's my list, which, by the way, is a fantastic list. It is a good list. Yep. Top that, gentlemen. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, having uh, having sons that's a very solid list. Thank you, thank you. Mm. Yeah, very good. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> who's going me, next? Chris. Yeah. Uh, after you, sir. Okay. <laughs> very different list coming at you. Yeah. All right. Um, as of right now, I have a daughter. Hunger Games. No. not The second one's not bad, though. I uh, enjoyed them all, actually. Yeah. Meh. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Meh. Eh. Uh, all right. So these first two that I'm going to say are really just really, really high-intensity gauges uh, to get a feel for their sense of humor because it's going to be important if we're going to be you know related for so long. You're using part of the list to dial in the other parts of the list. Exactly. Okay. Well, no, no, no. Not the other parts of the list. The rest of our lives. <laughs> it's going to really, really speak into what's going to happen here. Are we going to love each other long term? Depends. Yep. <laughs> or will there be a riff? All right. Number five, in no particular order, and I don't know what age this will happen. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead. I freaking love that movie. And I think um, I think the trio that kind of comes together to make that movie, it like... I don't know why, but in the dark corners of my humor, they live there. And it just speaks my language. I've, I've always thought it was super funny. That and Hot Fuzz and all those uh, I enjoyed. I enjoyed both, uh, both of those movies. Um, Hot Fuzz got a little long for me that. at the end. But, uh, but yeah, Shaun of the Dead was very it's funny. It's so good. Uh, it's just unique, you know, so I get to know what kind of movies I get to show her later in life. We'll figure it out. And the number four, even quirkier, but... It's just I I love this movie, and I just need to know uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. 
Anybody ever did not see, see that? that? No, I saw it promoted, but I didn't watch it. I saw the previous part. That watch was it. A, a remake, right? There was a remake? No, it was a movie. Okay. Uh, all right, sorry, it was a book. Book, yeah. <laughs> really? No, not a remake. It wasn't a remake, <laughs> it was a movie. Oh, that clears that up, thanks. <laughs> it was a book. Uh, yeah, I know I it was a book, I but I thought there made. were two movies. Hmm. I may be wrong. I'm Doubtful. Uh, I don't know. Doubtful with movies, you're either. wrong. It's probably me. Anyway, uh, very, very quirky movie. Uh, humor that not a lot of people are going to share, and I'm okay with that. That's why it's on the list. I just wanted to see it and see if she enjoys it. Number three. Uh, this this is a must. I don't care what the gender is. Fight Club. Any and everybody should have the experience of watching Fight Club. Um, and I wanted to, I want to see the reaction of my kid in person when you know, you know, you learn when you when know, you, you know. <laughs> Gonna be great. Uh, that'll probably be like a you know, she graduated high school and now we can finally watch this kind of thing. Odds are we'll probably watch it before then. Uh, number two, age-old classic, Toy Story. Uh, this one will come a lot earlier than the other ones, but my favorite Pixar movie, and so uh, I would love to watch it with my, kid, with my kids. And then number one, uh, mainly because it's my favorite movie of all time, and so I feel like that's just kind of a rite of passage of watching it with your kid, The Dark Knight. I want to I want to mm. watch it with her when in an age where she like kind of really appreciates movies if she, if she ever does. That's your number and, one of all time, right? To, yeah. Just to, just to show her one of the greatest performances yep. in the history of acting. Yeah, I think it'll be a, a really really good time. And if she hates it, well, then I'll hate her. Then we're done. <laughs> <laughs> not, not no true. pressure, I'll sweetheart. Tell I'll tell her she's adopted. But on if her you birthday. don't like this movie. <laughs> I'm kicking you it's out. It's going to be a very challenging two hours there, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On to me. Yeah, on to yes. you. All right. So, yeah, my list is going to be very all uh, all over the place. Good. Um, I would have it no other way. Yeah, number uh, number five is uh, Grease. Grease? Grease. Musical movie Grease? Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's... Um, it's uh Katie's uh, it's Katie's favorite movie. Oh, so you did a kind of a selfless pick there. Yeah, well, good for yeah. you, man. Well, I mean, it's it's uh, she. I mean, when I when I say Katie loves it, I mean, she loves that movie. Fewer things in this life make her happier than sitting down and watching. Uh, it's, watching it is Greece. a good movie. Oh yeah, it's great. I love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. I have a lot of I have a lot of fun too, just making fun of it while she's watching it. <laughs> Especially yeah. the second one. The second one was bad. That is, does she like the second one? No, she didn't love oh, the second one. Good. But Daddy, good can her. we watch Grease? Are you sure that's the one that you want? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dad joke. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, hey, this just in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy 1984 is a video game. They made a video game? 1981 was a TV series, but yeah. 2005 was a film. Okay. Yeah. Now I remember. I actually owe it. Oh, no. I don't know. I can't figure out Owen. He may like that movie. Yeah, he might. All right, so we have Greece. Yeah, okay. So, and like I said, this is gonna—it's taking a very, uh, a very dark turn with this next one. I'm—I'm kind of looking forward to watching this with him, but kind of not. And it'll definitely be later, later on in life. But it's my favorite movie of all time, American History X. I need to watch that movie, dude. Have you seen it, Ben? Clear your schedule for the rest of the day because you're not gonna want to do anything after you get done watching it. But uh, I if it's, I can find it it's to me, um, it's a, I mean, it's a story. It's a story about <laughs> redemption, a uh, story about um, how anger can uh, can really 
um, distort your mind mm-hmm. and the way the the way that you uh, the way that you view things, but also how um, what we uh, what we do in the present ripples into into the future and can carry uh, can carry dire consequences. And um, about uh, um, hate being baggage and leaving try. Uh, doing uh doing your doing your best to to put that down and walk away from hate man so, another well, ed norton film right i'd say we yep. sure love edward norton yep. don't we mm-hmm. living a life marked by violence and racism neo-nazi Derek vineyard finally goes to prison after killing two black youths who tried to steal his car upon his release Derek vows to change his ways he hopes to prevent his younger brother danny who idolizes Derek from following in his played footsteps. by edward furlong kid from uh terminator 2 mm-hmm. yeah Dude, it's really wow. yeah that sounds mm-hmm. intense, john connor man. kid Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm pre- prepared for that this afternoon, but no. <laughs> yeah. That is that is a lot different than Greece. It's got. Yeah. It, it, there's it there's wouldn't a be few, a double feature. <laughs> there's a, there's a few parts to it that are incredibly intense that you're gonna need to brace yourself. Yeah. For. Sure. But uh, all right, where do we go after that? So it's a it's a much uh, it's a much brighter list from the rest of the way. Inside uh, Out. Yeah. <laughs> I almost put Inside yeah. Out on there. Um. No. Uh, next is uh, is a League of Their Own. Oh yeah. Tom, yeah. Oh, it's been a long Tom, time since I watched Tom that. Tom Hanks movie. love it, and been having uh, having two girls. I mean, I would love it if they get if they're really into uh, really into sports mm-hmm. and competing and stuff like that. But also, just kind of a, I think it's a great movie too about being on a team, then com- the camaraderie of uh, being on a team, suppressing your tears, stuff like suppre- that. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> not crying. Yeah, not crying. <laughs> he stumbles into that. Uh, yeah, dugout. To but uh, but it's also what a scene. But it's also but it's also I have I have two girls. The, yeah. the movie primarily centers around uh, sisters. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think it'd be really cool. I'm fully yeah. counting on my kids not being athletic, <laughs> based on what's happened so far. Based on percentages, yeah. <laughs> uh, so number uh, number two, I want them to watch this because this movie literally shaped my my sense of humor for the rest of my life, and it's Airplane. <laughs> Wow, yeah. man! I can't yeah. believe I forgot that one. Yeah, that, so quotable. the the fun The funniest movie ever made. You'll never convince me otherwise. <laughs> yeah, you do say stop calling me Shirley a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so my uh, and uh, my number one, just because uh, it is it is uh, one of my uh, one of my top five favorite movies of all times. So I also want to see if they have the same reaction to the movie that see, Katie great had, test that mm. Katie had the first time that she watched it yeah which was that's it oh no I'm, ho- I'm really hoping for a different reaction it's dazed and confused i've never seen that either that's worth watching that, if, if yeah. nothing else just for quotability it's, and now you have the uh, mcconaughey backstory in green lights yeah. that makes it even more interesting yeah yeah. It, yeah definitely and um and you've also to like you, you'll hear you know random people like you know that they listen to uh uh, they listened to, to Pink Floyd one time. And like, oh, I was born in the wrong generation. <laughs> you will you will watch Daisy and Views, and you will literally think, I missed out on probably the greatest time to be alive in American history. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That that one. Uh, plus, it has a great soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack is incredible. Yeah. So yeah, the music is. Mm, you've never seen that? You would. Yeah. That's, yeah. You, that's yeah. You would love it. Yeah. Yeah. People quote really it a lot. It. Mm-hmm. But I guess like, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of build up to the movie. And uh, Katie said like she was just kind of waiting for 
just something different to happen. <laughs> but that's really not what the movie is uh, is intended yeah. to do at all. Mm. So the making fun of him at the baseball game, that's not like the, the climactic scene in the movie? No, no. no, that's it, a, no. It, it doesn't. And nothing comes full circle in that movie at all. <laughs> I mean, in, in, until you figure out the moon tower. It and is, then it's like you've it is basically You're basically watching a bunch of teenagers in suburban Texas on a Friday night. <laughs> That's the movie. <laughs> I can totally see your daughter. Days and Confused is available with Prime. Man, get look on at it. that. That's right. You spend yep. all your money on popcorn. Look at that. I don't like popcorn. I'm going to Wait, pause. Pause. <laughs> pause the movie. What? <laughs> I don't like popcorn. I don't like popcorn. Well, I mean, not as much as you know. I, I can, think literally I, everybody. I can. I can take it or leave it. I do. I do though. Like, uh, you get M and M's and popcorn at the same time. Put them both in your hand. My family's Both into in that. Yep. Totally into that. Yeah. Chocolate and popcorn. It's really my, good. my wife actually makes a um, a movie snack tray. It's this huge tray. Mm. And we she makes a big deal. We go to the grocery store and pick all kinds of snacks. And but they my kids always pick M and M's to put into the popcorn. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a purist though. Like I either want popcorn or M and M's. I don't want them together. Another uh, another good choice. I don't know if you can really if you can really buy these at like gas stations or whatever. But uh, you can definitely still get them at the movies. You remember uh, Crunch Bars? Mm-hmm. Remember they made the bunch of crunch like little balls? Oh yeah, of Crunch yeah. Bars. You take those, put them in your uh, popcorn. That's solid too. This sounds like a different segment altogether. Yeah. How do you enhance Mo- your popcorn? Movies. <laughs> popcorn enhancers. Top, top popcorn toppings. <laughs> Man, all right, solid list. I actually have some movies to watch after listening to those mm-hmm. recommends, yeah. which surprises me because you would think with the top five, we would have seen most of them. Yeah. Yeah. What almost made your list? What did you cut? Give well, me one. I went through all the Pixar stuff for sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely had Toy Story on there. Actually, the one that would be surprising uh, that didn't make the list for me was Schindler's List. Because that was a great film. Mm-hmm. Really great film. But I, I think you can accomplish... This will upset some people, but I think you can accomplish kind of the same thing with Saving Private Ryan mm. or Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, like this was a big deal. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Saving Saving Private Ryan uh, almost made the list for the for the same reasons that uh, that you gave. Um, but uh, also uh, also Jurassic Park. Mm. Mm. I haven't seen that one either. I think uh, w- w- when it came out, I think I saw it ten times at the movie theaters. Not lying. My son saw the movie and then bought the books. Whoa. Oh yeah, I, the books are great. Yeah, he was like, "This is there's got to be more to this. If that's what they put in the movie, there's more to this story." So, mm-hmm. so that yeah, the books kid. are incredible. Yeah. All right, where are we to? Recommends? I guess so. Should we do those this episode? I I mean, I personally feel like it's weird without Hunter, but yeah, yeah it's like we're like the JV recommend team. Hey, uh, you're gonna want to. It's a cool comic book or something. A, or so there's a phone out these days that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like. But I actually do have a recommend that is uh, slightly embarrassing, but I think I'll be the guy to go out there and say it so that other people out 50 there. 50 shades. Of, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so that other men and women out there listening can be encouraged. Okay. Somebody's got to be brave and go first. It's that time of year um, here where we live. The most wonderful time of year. Yeah. It is the, the no, April. No. Fall no. is the most. We discussed this. Fall is the most wonderful yeah. time of yeah. the year. Um, so. Everyone's trying to get their yard back in shape, especially after this snowpocalypse that we had mm-hmm. here in uh, here in the deep south. No idea. We had no idea what to do with that. Everybody's trying to bring their yard back. So if you're anything like me, 
your dad forced you to work in the yard, but really didn't explain any of it. Yep. Like, this is what, go do that right now. Just done, you know. Um, I never got specific training. So I've struggled at, with my yards as an adult male. I finally put two and two together, and I'm like, how do I learn about things today? YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Uh, finally. Yes. I go to YouTube for everything except for my yard. <laughs> mm. But I figured out, wait a minute, there's probably guys on this amazing outlet talking about yard care and how to bring your yard back from all these problems. Man, is it helpful. Because they tell you, don't do all of these things, do these few things. You want to have the lawn that you're looking for, even down to the types of tools that you should use, the cheap ones, the expensive ones. There's no end to the information. So I'm going to recommend. So if you're a lawn guy? If you're one of those people, historically, no, I just get really pissed off when I'm mowing my grass because I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to grow a yard. I just know how to cut it. Mm. But if you go to YouTube and just search up like spring lawn care, it's that easy. And you could have at least an hour and a half worth of watching to figure out exactly what you want to do. And this is so very important to this process. It will save you money. Oh, it will save you money. You will no longer go to Lowe's and just buy all the crap that they put at the front of the store because it's springtime. You'll know exactly, ah, I don't need to get that. That's too expensive. Let's get this thing. Interesting. Telling yep. Money saver and information giver, hard to beat. Mm. I will uh, I will go, me- go next because mine will sort of piggyback <laughs> off of uh, yours because... I've also been spending a lot of time in the uh, in the yard. We've been getting our house ready to uh, to sell and all that kind of stuff. And so I was, um, I'm I'm the kind of person too that like if I'm working out in the yard, I don't like to do it. I don't like to just sit there with my thoughts, staring at the grass and staring at the mower and all that kind of stuff. I like to I like to listen to audio books. And I've gotten and uh, I went through two uh full audio books of um the lee child uh jack reacher series ah really really good mm-hmm. really recommend it there's a bunch of them i think there's like like 20 something yes. novels that he did and there Deep is catalog yeah there's um i didn't realize until after i'd listened to the second one that there is a chronological order to them that you can listen to so i got like a little mixed up there but the very first one to listen to is uh, it's called the enemy and it's really really good really entertaining uh this jack reacher guy he is everything that a male would mm-hmm. want would want to be alpha and, male um, yeah and the uh the story does a really great job of painting uh painting the picture of the situation leaving you in suspense he's a uh he's a military policeman and he specializes in uh uh, uh, homicides and uh, like tracking down guys that go AWOL. So he's essentially, he's a detective and he's in the army. And Yeah, Tom Cruise did a movie, one of these mm-hmm. movies, right? Which is, which was hilarious to me because like in the book, Jack Reacher is like 6'4", 220 pounds. He's a massive human being. <laughs> Everything Tom Cruise wants to be. Yeah, exactly. So do you ever find yourself, you're like so caught up in the story that you start mowing your neighbor's yard? No, haven't gotten that that far yet. <laughs> oh god, it's like passing the exit when you're listening to audiobooks. Like, yeah. oh wait, this isn't my yard. Yeah, <laughs> let me backtrack here. All right, so audio. I've I've always wondered though, the equipment is very loud. So, but you can still hear. Oh the yeah, you're definitely gonna need like I I got some noise canceling uh, headbuds. Nice, you're so you're all definitely in, gonna man. need that. You're yeah. all in. Mm-hmm. No, I won't do that to you. Not without Hunter here. <laughs> I just refuse. All right, those are our recommended solid episodes, gentlemen. Why don't we end it here? Hey, hey, hey. Type on the way out.
the silky smooth sounds.